Jack McMullen. I'm Peter Apple, but I'm just joined with Arm late today. We have a bunch of things to go over. We are, we did this, we did the MVP, the Cy Young of the 25% through the season, those awards. Now we're going over some stat cast data because we went through a lot of the ERA stats, but I want to know who's the all defense team when we're talking about outs above average. Who are the guys who are hitting the ball the hardest? Who are the guys who are hitting the ball the least? And who are some of the best defensive catchers by catching runs on um, baseball savant? And we're going to explain some of those stats as well. But Arm, Hoover, Alabama, what's going on with you, dude? Yeah, so I don't know how many of our listeners are from Alabama. Um, So I I mean this respectfully. Uh, No issue with Alabama. It's been very cool, very hospitable. I just wouldn't have bet a lot of money on me ever coming here. Um, So it is it is very wild uh, to be in Alabama. I never one of those states I never thought I'd be in. Uh, Weather has not been great, but we did catch one college game. We got to see a little bit of UGA uh, against Alabama, a little bit of a home cooking crowd there. But it was a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully the weather will hold up tomorrow and we'll be able to watch some more college baseball. SEC tourney. Um, It's a good first stop. It's good baseball. And uh, I know you and I had a blast in Omaha and it's kind of it's been a good appetizer. Uh, for when you and I get back to Omaha, I'm excited to to do that soon, too. Yeah, we're going to be back at Omaha for the College World Series soon. Then we fly to Los Angeles and we'll be there for the All-Star Game. We've got a bunch of festivities planned. But right now you're road tripping with Jack. Give us, the, I guess, the cliff notes of what we should see through the content on your guys' road trip. Yes. So really excited because we started in, in Atlanta, went to a Braves game. Unbelievable stadium, by the way. I'm very excited to, again, be able to go, go there with you at one point because they killed it. I want to say the Braves killed it. They gave out replica rings, forgot it under my chair already. Whoops. Um, <laughs> but don't really need it. As you know, um, growing up a Marlins fan, don't need yeah. a Braves replica ring. Um, yeah, I was going to sell it on eBay for like 10 bucks, um, <laughs> which, yeah, what am I going to do with that? Um, but we're going to be going from, <clears throat> excuse me, minor league park to minor league park, which I'm really excited. We're going to go all through double A South. So a lot of interviews that'll be on the call up. Uh, a lot of live tweets, you know, on, on the top prospects, a lot of stuff on our YouTube as well, talking to several guys that are on our top 100 list and a lot of guys that are really good prospects throughout the minor leagues. We're going to get to see them firsthand and talk to them and interview them. So the coverage is going to be amazing. Uh, I'm really excited for that. And I already got my first speeding ticket out of the way. Um, I think we Dude. were 30 minutes into the drive and I got pulled up. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the second we crossed state lines to Alabama, boom, got me. Boom. Um, but it's going well so far. It's going well. It's going well so far, I guess, speeding ticket, but, and then some rain it's going, you're being very positive and normally yes. you're not. I'm actually very proud of you. Yeah. For me, especially for me, that's especially I'm talking about that, that's big news. That's big news, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's exciting. I'm excited for everything we have ahead and uh, something about college baseball, man. Like I know for, for you too, when we went to Omaha, that was the first time you and I have really, you know, we've been to isolated college baseball games, but like a big college baseball event. The, the level of passion and excitement just it just gets you going a little bit. So I've been enjoying it. 
And not only is that great, but it's also it's cool traveling the country, right? I mean, you and I yeah. are from the coasts of the United States. You know, I'm from California, but, you know, we met at Syracuse, New York at Syracuse University. So that's in New York. And then you're from Florida. I've been down there to visit you a ton, but we just haven't done that much in the middle of the country. So it's cool to see places like Alabama. It's cool to see Omaha, Nebraska, just get a different taste of the rest of the country. A hundred percent. And that's the coolest part. And it's like, that's where we never know where this is going to take us. Where's where to next. Uh, now we're going to be Omaha vets. By the time we get back there, we know all the spots and uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I never thought I'd go to Mississippi. I'm going to Mississippi. I don't, I don't even know what Mississippi looks like. I, I was just going to tell you anything about it. Funny thing is you'd think Mexican food would be terrible down there in Mississippi had some great tacos down there in Mississippi. Really? Not as bad as people make it out to be. That's I was like thinking I was more like barbecue and, and that Me kind too. of stuff. But we just ran through, saw a taco stand, ate there, and it was awesome. Like, I'm from California. Great tacos. I was going to say, you, you know a good taco. That's a California prerequisite. Mississippi. That's what we're talking okay. about here. So let's talk some baseball, moving on to some baseball savant. So outs above average, I kind of want to talk about it because – this is the all defense team, and I want to quiz Arm because Arm, I told Arm, stay off Savant. In, in all day, caps. Uh, literally in all caps. The text says, do not look, stay off Savant. So he has no idea what the all defense team looks like, but I want to describe outs above average because Arm, and correct me if I'm wrong, defensive run saved is great. UZR, these are two stats that you can find on fan graphs to help you evaluate a defensive player. I tend to start using outs above average much more even for infielders Yeah, because how it's defined is outs above average is the cumulative effect of all individual plays. A fielder has been credited or debited with making it a range based metric or fielding skill that accounts for the number of plays made and the difficulty of them. So for example, a player who catches a 25% out probability gets 0.75. One who fails to make the play gets 0.25. 0.25. And I just read that definition off Baseball Savant's website. Have you started to realize that StatCast can just track everything so much better? Yeah. Have so, you, or do you still use DRS and use ER in your analysis? So I, I like DRS on the infield, but I will say something that's, you know, getting better with the StatCast is, is that they're now accounting a lot more for, you know, like more accurately where guys are starting positionally. So That's outs above thing. average was kind of off in the beginning because it wasn't accounting for the shift and where the guys were starting positionally. Now it is. So, so now it's much more accurate. So now I love looking at both just to see the discrepancy, but you're getting everything you need to know for the most part without above average now, because it's tracking where they start. Um, and that's why we saw even fan graphs update their, their F war. Cause now they're doing a better job at put pressure on them to now track where everybody starts and they're using stat cast too. So I think that's above average paints a really good picture. I still, for the infield, like to just double check with DRS. Sometimes if there's a weird thing, it just allows you to look into it a little bit more. But what I love about it the most is like, no matter how much baseball we watch, Peter, there's no way we'll be able to know how every defender's doing. So this is one of those where, it's really interesting. You can know who looks good in the field, but it's always a surprise on some of the guys who stand out and outs above average, because again, there's so much that happens that it's just impossible to see it all. And, and probability wise and all the difficulties. And I love the way it's calculated because that just seems like the best way to do it at this point for what is one of the harder things to quantify, I think in sports totally. You know, we think about it like this. It's very easy to contextualize. I know I gave you a long definition with a lot of math in it, but think about it. It's how many outs above average that you've gotten over the regular defender at your position based on range metrics. Are you getting to a ball? For example, is it worse if you 
are quicker and you get to a ball and maybe it bounces off your glove when another defender, it might just go into center field because they didn't get that ball. That's what outs above average is helping us decipher and making it a little bit easier because a guy that might be an error for someone where it hits off, but for someone else, it might not be because they just weren't talented enough or weren't fast enough to even get to the ball. Yes. And, and both of those matter, right? Like you got to credit guys for the range and and to get in that area and and you can't penalize them even more for making an error on a ball that most guys wouldn't get to. So it's a perfect balance to try to keep it or not perfect. There's no such thing, but it's the closest thing we have right now. And um, that's what makes it fun with this quiz because it's impossible to guess. So I'm very excited to try my best. I know um, it's, it's impossible to guess because there's so many different players. And when I'm going through it, uh, I'm putting in the leader. I'm like, there's just no fucking way he's going to get. I was about to say, no way. And then the people at the bottom, like some of the better defenders in the sport right now. So it's, it's weird. It's, it's gimmicky, but it's cool to see at the quarter mark of the MLB season, who are the best defenders in baseball. So right now I'm going to quiz arm on the all defense team. Then we're going to talk about our friends at loop. And then I'm going to talk about some hard hit rate stats. Who's hitting the ball the hardest and who's just not hitting the ball at all. It's a very fun list that we're going to go through. So Aram, first base, there's a lot of players to choose from, a lot of good defenders at first base. Who do you think right now leads baseball in outs above average at the first base position? I'm going to go Matt Olson. It is not Matt Olson. Um, and it, I could I could get you to guess like over and over and over again, yeah, but that doesn't go, like, really make a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm just going to get into it. Right yeah. now, it's Christian Walker. Wow. Of the Arizona Diamondbacks, outs above average leader with four. And then you look at the bottom of the list. Actually, Freddie Freeman is at second with three. So he's playing really good defense, too. Who do you think is at the bottom arm? Because it's two guys in the same division, NL Central. NL Central? NL Central. It's got to be Rowdy Telez. Big names, not Rowdy Telez. Big, oh, you said big name. I wish you said that a second sooner. Although Rowdy <laughs> is a sick name. It's just he is a sick name. Sick name. He's getting better. Uh, big name in the NL Central. Uh, is, is Paul Goldschmidt struggling out there? Paul Goldschmidt and Joey Votto at no the way. bottom. Tied at the bottom with negative four. Joey Votto, I could kind of see it just getting just, older. The yeah, range is leaving him. Not hitting great. Like it take you take it on the field. But Goldschmidt? He's raking. Walk off He's Grand raking. Slam. How lit was that? Or, yeah, like, lost me a bet. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, how, how awful, but kind of, at least if you're going to lose, sick. let it be prolific and cool. And um, the Blue Jays, they didn't get there in the top of the 10th inning. I already, I chalked it up as a loss. I'm like, if you can't score with a runner on second and no outs, you deserve to lose the yeah, game anyway. The so when he, hit the, when he hit the home run, it was awesome. And the crazy thing, though, is I think he has four gold gloves, right? Or at least three of them, three or four. He has multiple gold gloves, that I know for a fact. So yes. that is wild. That is wild. wild He's raking. Right? They'll take it. Moving on to second base. This is the overall leader in outs above average in the entire sport. Arm, who do you think? And you might get this one because I just said he leads. And maybe if you checked it, because he has a decent size lead. Who's the leader of outs above average at second base right now? Well, now he moved to short, but I'm going to guess Tommy Edmond, right? It's not Tommy Edmond. Maybe the move over kind of ruined that for him. Because right now, dude, it's Jonathan Scope. Tommy Edmond is fifth. With three outs above average, but Jonathan Scope of all defenders is your leader of outs above average with eight. He can't hit anything, but he's playing incredible defense right now for the Tigers. Which is crazy because that's like a like a reverse of what he usually is. He's he's back the first. Reverse. Wow. Interesting. That's how kind of gimmicky these 
early in the season outs above average, but it is cool to see who's really making the best plays in baseball right well, now. And you got to say he's better than he was before. Like he's settling in and he's bounced around positionally a lot. So I wonder just settling in in one spot, you know, how much better he's doing and, and maybe they're putting him better in better places positionally. Cause we talk about it again, the shift, putting your guys in better spots to start. And we talk about Jonathan scope being the best defender and how that's a complete switch up the guy at the bottom. I mean, there's one Rugnet Odor is at the bottom. Okay. Tied with this other defender. I wouldn't guess that. I mean, who yeah. cares? But Rugnet Odor of the Orioles is dead last and now it's above average in second base. Tied with another player in the NL Central at second base. Think about it. Who do you think is the best defender at second base in the NL Central? That's going to be your answer for the bottom five. Colton Wong. <laughs> Colton Wong, wow. negative five outs above average for the Braves. Wow, he's been a machine. Absolute machine. He's a multiple-time gold glover, too. Wow. That's crazy. Right? Isn't this fun? Yes, <laughs> I I'm, get... I'm, I'm pumped I even got that one, honestly. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the, it's crazy right now. So let's move over to third base. So who do you think is the leader in outs above average over there? I know it's not Austin Riley. West, West Coast. West Coast, the leader, one is in the American League West, one is in the National League West. One's a rookie, and one's an MVP candidate. You said National League West? National League West and American League West. So they're two guys who are tied there. Interesting. National League West rookie. No, no, no. American League West rookie, National League West MVP candidate. Okay, so it's got to be Machado. Machado is one. You, uh, you might not get the rookie because he's moved around positions a lot, but has been killing it at third base. Who's the rookie? Kevin Smith of the A's. No way. Kevin yes, Smith, Kevin oh, okay, Smith so, of the so, A's. So Smith, here's the thing with Smith real quick before we move to the yeah. next position. Came up a shortstop, you know, and was never going to stick there. But the guys that aren't going to stick there sometimes are just on the brink of being good enough to play shortstop. You could be a great third baseman. Um, and I guess we're seeing that with Smith. So that, that's pretty nuts. I would, I would not have guessed that. No shot. Crazy, right? And then who do you think is at the bottom? Austin Riley. Austin freaking Riley. He's, like, and he's a Jekyll and Hyde roller coaster ride. I don't understand him. This has been the ultimate player that doesn't meet the eye test for me. In the <laughs> sense of when I watch Braves games, I feel like I'm seeing him make good defensive plays. He's got a good arm over there. He led the position in defensive runs saved last year. That's the now, weird part. Uh, otherwise, I'd say part. like maybe the Xander effect makes all the plays around him, but you realize when you look at it on a macro scale, the, the range isn't there, but it's third base. How much range do you need? He is a weird guy in that regard. Yeah, He's a weird guy. He doesn't, like I I agree, he doesn't look lost out there, but at the same time, we've seen him be like, bad in terms of of the metrics we've seen him be great in terms of the metrics and now he's back to the worst uh that's going to be a fun one to monitor as the year goes on and see where he lines up that's what i'm saying these are all really fun to monitor to see where these guys at like is jonathan scope really having this incredible defensive year you know is is austin riley the worst defender in all of baseball because right now he's rating as so let's move over to shortstop because we have two guys tied uh for one of the league leads and outs above average with six um, which is more than anyone at third base, and it is more than anyone at first base. We have one in the NL East and one in the AL West. The one in the AL West, former Yankee. The one in the NL East is a great barometer for average shortstop play. 
<laughs> so I know, I know Dan V. Swanson, he's been playing <laughs> out of his mind defensively. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, he is definitely, uh, we call and him I think Mr. Average. That's something to monitor too, because he's never been a great defender and he's, he's always better. been a solid bat and a fine defender. If he can be an elite defender with the bat, the barometer is no more. Yes. No, then we got to, we got to find a new guy. We got to find Literally. a new, a new, uh, you know, I guess bar to set because the thing with, with Swanson is that would take a lot of pressure off the back. So we know he's never going to be a, a, a 280, you know, 900 OPS guy, but he could be a guy that can hit you 25 plus home runs. If he's playing elite defense, that's a great shortstop. You'll be happy with that. So, uh, on the, I would have guessed Jeremy Pena, by the way. So once you said former Yankee, I know that changed it. Uh, but I'm sure Pena's up there. Yeah. Oh no, he's up there. He's uh, he's one of the. I, I don't have um, here. I can just pull up the shortstop while you think about it a little bit. And then bit. is it Velasquez? Is he playing Andrew enough? Velasquez? Wow. I'm, I'm pumped on that one. Former Los Yankee Angeles. is the only reason I got it. Former Yankee is the only reason I got it. He has been incredible over there at shortstop, and they needed him too. You know, you'd think that the Angels may go after Charlton Simmons, or you know, they got Tyler Wade. Are they going to put him there? That was kind of their only hole, and he's really filled it for them. Well, so how about this? I think about it this way, and I know you, you and I going into the year, you kept saying like, if not this year, when? And I've just always just loved watching them. Then Brandon Marsh is one of my favorite prospects, and I'm like, okay, I get to watch one of my favorite prospects, and I get to watch Trout and Otani. So I, I love this Angels team. For them to be successful, they just need a guy that can pick it at short. He doesn't need to really? hit much. He just needs to be a great defender, uh, like add some speed, and that lineup's going to take care of the rest. So he might be the perfect fit for them. I don't know if there's any other team that would really value him similarly. And to your point, um, Jeremy Pena is tied for second in outs above average in shortstops, tied with Brandon Crawford, Nico Horner, and Aldeberto Montesi, who is now out for the year, but was playing great defense before he went down with that knee injury, unfortunately. Uh, Jack, Jack smiling, probably on the other side of the wall when you heard when you heard Nico Horner. Yeah, that, he, that's that's Jack's dick. <laughs> so and the, the next shortstop that we might need to change the barometer for arm. Who do you think is in last and outs above average so, shortstops and think this, about it? Who who do you think is around the dance B Swanson shortstopness? So I, <laughs> I like that. Um, I, well, what's crazy is I, I know that Lindor was down there. But I know he's not in that in that Dansby Swanson shortstopness right now. So, ooh, who is in that range? Um, I don't know if I'll get this one right. Who's like Mister Mediocre shortstop? Division, give me a division real quick. AL West again. AL West, AL West, AL West. I like this too because I feel like um, hopefully everyone listening is also thinking about. This yeah, too, no, that's what I, I know. I know they're doing. I, I told. I was like, Aram, do not check it. I want you to be completely surprised. Every baseball fan loves to test themselves. So I'm, I'm assuming if any baseball fan is anything like you or I, they're, they're drilling their brain right now and they're hoping I'll fill more time for them to think about it. That's my favorite shit to do. Yes. I love this. They might even be pa- they might like, yeah. pause real quick. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Hit pause real quick. I want to see if I can get this myself. Uh, Jack just had a, a celeb yell from the other side of the wall. He says, is it Seeger? It is not Seeger. Where is Seeger? Seeger is. It is not Seeger. I don't even. Oh, here's Corey Seeger's been slightly above average. He's got one outs above average this year. Okay. Who is it? Uh, you got me stumped on this one. JP Crawford. It's been bad. That's why that's why it's so surprising, right? You would and he's never guess JP Crawford. Well, what is going on? It's it's I have no idea. He's raking and he's not playing any defense at all. Negative seven, one of the worst. Whoa. In baseball. 
Whoa. I'll, I'll take that because I, I think we would all bet on JP turning it around defensively and offensively. I don't think any of us would have bet on him being this good out of the gate. So I think it'll normalize on both ways. But if he's hitting a little bit better than he was before, the, the defense will get there. It'll get there. I'm not worried about him at all. Left field, your favorite player in baseball. Um, I don't know if he's your favorite, but you use his name as a description of outfielders. Jake Marisnik. Jake Marisnik is <laughs> leader in left field. That's when you know we've been at this for a while. Um, give, give the Jake, people the Jake Marisnik, because I give people the Dansby Swanson barometer, give them Jake Marisnik. Okay, the Jake Marisnik is a little bit even lower for Dansby Swanson. Like, my, my Jake Marisnik, uh, usually that, that's my comp for a guy that's good enough to stick in the big leagues as an outfielder for a long time, but never good enough to start. So yeah. he's like that really good fourth outfielder that that will always get a big league deal, but will never be good enough to be an everyday outfielder on a good team. Uh, that's unfortunately Jake Marisnik for the most part. And that's and guys the comp like I use for Christian Pache. <laughs> guys like that outlast other players. I mean, you could be a starter for three or four years, but Jake Marisnik's got 12 years in the bigs or something like that. Uh, and which is really hard to do. So it's incredibly to hard to do. Respect. Shout out he's, Jake still, he's still he's still I would say picking it, but he's still running it down out there. Like he's still doing a great job leading all of Major League Baseball or all of left fielders in Major League Baseball. Now it's above average at five. So now last place. Another hint. Jack has been worried about his play in the outfield. Jack's been worried about his play in the outfield. Uh, let me think about that. Schwarber? Not Schwarber. Good guess, though. <laughs> yeah, Jack was actually telling me that he thinks Schwarber can be a gold glover in the car today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what were you guys smoking in the car? <laughs> <laughs> it's Alabama, bro. I'm not trying to go to jail. That's uh, true. If you even tried, you'd be, yeah, you'd be uh, yeah, in prison yeah, right done. now. Done. Um, mm, I don't know. who. Oh, oh, I guess if it's, if it's, it's got to be a White Sox guy. You got it. You're getting there. Has Andrew Vaughn played enough to suck out there? Andrew Vaughn has played yes. enough to suck out there. Negative six. Also, another White Sox. AJ Pollock is at negative three. Wow. He's been dreadful, too. He's been hurt. So let's hope that just like getting his legs back under him will help him. But geez, man. And it, oh, well, at least they've got Eloy to help him out there soon. Oh, no. I mean, that's <laughs> not going to help him out. But they will bring the offense. But the guys who are down there with them, Joe Adele, Jesse Winker. Joe Adele is is very confusing. You'd expect him to be better, but he really hasn't been. And we know Winker stinks out there. He does stink out there. I mean, he he's a DH, honestly. I mean, that's <laughs> he, what it looks like to me. I mean, this I, is year over year of terrible defensive play. Last year, one I got so pissed off at him because multiple times he dropped fly balls for me to yeah, lose. Yeah, like multiple it's, times. It's not just the lack balls. of range. It's it's also just like it's just just shaky out there. Catching the fucking ball. <laughs> it's not that hard. I could do it. And, and that's what I was trying to say to you know to Reds fans that were very like upset about the trade. And I get why they were, but like. He's not, he, he's difficult with platoons. He can't hit lefties and he's limited defensively. Like those are two big limitations for a big league outfielder. Uh, it was a good time to trade him. I think, and honestly, he, he hasn't been that great. And I love Winker, but he, you know, there's a lot of limitations there. And they got a good prospect in return pitcher. Yes. They got a few oh. good guys. I'm in, I'm, I'm in on that deal still. Center field. You're going to love, this is the hint. You are going to love the leader and outs above average in center field. I'm going to love is it, it's got to be Christian Pache. 
It is Christian Pache of the <laughs> Oakland A's. He's got five. I mean, the dude is – we knew hey, that, though. That was We never, never doubted that. Pache. We give, never give, doubted that. Yeah, you tell me. You tell me because you've been on this guy for a while now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you've probably heard me say this so many times. Like, the guy is Jake Marisnik, right? He's doing it. One of the best defensive outfielders, better than Marisnik, I think, that, that we've seen in a while. And that's why he, he's going to continue to get opportunities out there. He's got more offensive upside, crazy power, but – yeah, you've seen it, bro. There's so many moving parts to his swing, a lot of swing and miss, a lot of chase. And I just don't think he'll ever be consistent enough offensively. But you know what? If he's the best defensive center fielder, he just has to be okay at hitting. So hopefully he can get there. Uh, but I, I just don't know if, if the approach is ever going to be there. And there's a lot of inconsistencies with that swing. You know who's a player that's right behind him who I might want more going forward because I, th- I believe in his bat a little bit better. And if he can be a slightly worse defender, I think I'm going to take that. Jose Siri of the uh, yes. Houston Astros. Yes, absolutely. And Second I know and Jack above average in center field. I'm, I'm floored at how good he's been defensively. I knew he'd be great. I didn't think he'd be even this good. I'm with you. I- I'm taking Siri every day of the week, and, and he's been good offensively. And Byron Buxton is barely qualified, but yet he's third. That's yes. how good Byron Buxton is and because if, he's going to hit more home runs than everybody's going to be fast and everybody's going to be one of the best defenders in the sport. And and just just take care of yourself while making sick grabs, right? Like, just stay away from the wall. That We saw that with Griffey, right? It's just like that wall, man, like freaks me out. It does freak me out too. Let's move over to right field. Um, oh, wait, we have to do the last place for center field. Um, this guy, this is a shit one by outs above average because – I know he's played a decent amount of center field, but I don't think that this is his primary position. And then to hold him to this kind of standard is a little bit unfair. So this one's hard to guess. I'm just going to tell you it's Randall Gritchick of the (laughs) Colorado Rockies, but the person right above him, person right above him in center field is a player, you know, very well. Who do you think that is? Oh, um, so wait, you're saying in center field or in, or in, in right? center field, you know him very well. And you've had some choice words about him. Jesus Sanchez. Jesus Sanchez is right there at the bottom with Brian Reynolds, Aaron Hicks and Adolis Garcia and Akil Badu all are tied or Gritchick leads, but Jesus Sanchez, Brian Reynolds, Aaron Hicks, Adolis Garcia and Akil Badu, all negative defenders. Wow. Cause Adolis was great last year. So interesting great. to see that. And, and at least Jesus Sanchez is hitting really well. Also, the thing that um, as above average isn't going to track is your arm. And Adolis Garcia has one of the best arms mega in the arm. field. That, mega nuke arm. <laughs> Crazy arm. Un- unfortunately, Jesus Sanchez, get that guy out of center, please. But who are they going to put out there? So that that's another time. Brian De La Cruz? Yes, please. He's great. He's been great. I'm in. He's been good. I'm in. Better. He might even be a better player than Jesus Sanchez. We will see. <laughs> Let's move to right field. Who do you think are the best? And... This is a hard hint, and this is just – I don't even know if you're going to be able to get this because these are two dudes who I did not think would be tops. The guy on the Rays I thought would be up there, um, so that's your first hint. Can um, Manny Margot? No, well, not Margot because he's now dropped because he's been injured a little bit, okay. so he kind of fell off a little bit. Who's another guy who I think been taking his place and, and been playing a is lot Kiermaier, of right field? Kiermaier's been playing right or no? Kiermaier's been playing a lot of center. It's Brett Phillips. I'll let you know right oh, now. Oh, okay. Brett Phillips, yeah. I mean, they, they just switch around so much, but Brett Phillips it, has accumulated an incredible amount of outs above average in right field this year. Talk about that's why that guy's in the big leagues, man. And he's so good in center. Imagine, I mean, he's got to be he's got to be one of the most absurd guys in right. And someone, um, the other leader who I'm really excited to talk about right now is because I posted this guy as a real breakout candidate, not just in fantasy or not breakout, but just, I guess, back to being resur- like a resurgence I, because 2019 it's Max Kepler of the twins. Yeah. 
you know, I, yeah. I was like, this guy is better than what he showed last year. He's got Absolutely. more power on the tank. He's got speed. And now he's playing incredible defense, too. This is a guy who can hit you 260 with 30 bombs, 10 jacks, and play or 10 steals and give you great defense. That's a very, very good player in this league. Yeah, you know, the defense is a huge, huge wrinkle. I agree. You were talking about him a lot as a bounce back guy. And, uh, you know, even if he can't hit lefties all the time, if he's playing great defense and running into some power and mixing in some stolen bases, great fantasy option, but also just a very valuable big league player. And I think he's been a big reason why, you know, people always look at like, oh, yeah, the Twins added, you know, Buxton's healthy. That helps a lot. Obviously, Correa, you know, that's a big addition, but he hasn't been healthy for a lot of the season. Uh, these guys that are stepping up like Kepler have been huge for them, and, and we're seeing it for the Twins. Brett Phillip and Max Kepler lead in all of baseball and outs above average in right field. Last is quite possibly one of the best players in the sport. Last. This one shocked me because he made great strides defensively last year, and a lot of people noticed that because he made the position switch over to right field. And at least... NL East. Yeah. Is uh is it Acuna struggling out there? It's Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Oh, yeah. He was a lot also struggling at the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Soto struggling out there. Huh. He he mm. he literally said big focus for me, gonna get better out there, whatever. And he was a lot better out there. Because he switched over from left field to right field and then yeah. had a great season in right field. And we were like, okay, if he can play defense too, I and mean, then with the bat. That's what's going to launch him into the best player in baseball. Because we all know it's just little things here and there can get you into the best player in baseball. But if he's a terrible defender again, you know, we're not judging these guys because I'd rather take the larger sample of last year rather than the first month of this year. But it's a trend to follow. But it's a trend to follow that he is the worst defender by outs above average in right field. Wow. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, he doesn't need to be good. Just needs to be like Bryce Harper passable. Like just be Bryce Harper passable at least then at this point. And, you know, you can win the MVP. That's what I'm talking about. Let's move on to catchers. And then we'll talk about our friends at loop. And then we'll get into some hard hit rate stats oh gosh, to, catchers. to, to wrap. Um, catchers are very interesting because they're the top 10 in framing. And then we have the bottom 10 in framing. You're not going to be able to guess clearly a top 10 but who do you think right now baseball savant ranks as the number one framer in baseball oh my gosh number one framer in baseball yeah no and and i i asked you that because it's a top catcher like it's not you know a backup who's thomas nito who's framing for the mets right now it is actually one of the better catchers in the sport better catchers ale west Jack said Jonah Heim. <laughs> not Jonah Heim. Um, is it um, Maldonado? It's not Maldonado either. Even though he's like doesn't hit. I know he's still one of the better catchers, technically. Jonah speaking. Heim is eighth, though, but Maldonado is, it, is not uh, in the top one. Sean Murphy? Sean Murphy of the Oakland A's Ooh. is the best pitch framer, according to baseball's Avant, followed by Yadier Molina. No way. Love that. Joey Bart. Yeah, makes sense. Yes, Monty Grandall at four. Ryan Jeffers of the Twins at five, Travis Darno of the Braves at six, Jose Trevino of the Yankees at seven, Jonah Heim of the Rangers at eight, Alejandro Kirk of the Blue Jays at nine, and Omar Nervaez, who has been the best pitch framer year over year. I like to see he is still, you know, running it up again. So have you seen that like meme of like Tony Snell with like the the zero 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 stat line? And it's like he was just yeah. out there running. 
Like, yeah. What is Jacob Stallings doing? Is he just out there running? Like he's not hitting and he's not, he's got to be receiving. Like he's not even doing that. What, what did the Marlins trade for? That blows my mind. Where does he rank? Let's get into the bottom 10. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Number one is far and away the worst framer. Far and away. Not it's, even close. It's not Salvi. It's not Salvi. Salvi is not in the bottom 10 this year, which is actually Ooh. Salvi improving as a framer. He's developing. <laughs> He's developing. <laughs> He's developing as a catcher. Bottom 10. Francisco Mejia is at 10. Tucker Barnhart is at nine. Martin Maldonado at eight. Whoa. Whoa, that's not, crazy. Not good to start the year. And then Jason Castro follows suit at seven. So the, the Astros have not gotten good defense from their catchers this year, no. which is kind of interesting. Inter- yeah, and it's not like you're getting offense from them. And you also got Perez with the Pirates, who also out. has not been doing anything. Now out Christian Vasquez. Bad. Bottom five. Free agent after this year, too, I think, right? So if, that's rough. <laughs> Bad timing. You notice that we have not gotten to a Marlins catcher yet. And no, we I'm, I'm aware. Bottom four. Oh, my gosh. Jacob Stallings, fourth worst by baseball's event when it comes to framing. And he can't hit. Look, I, look, I, I think he's doing a great job with the staff. I think, you know, the, the, the pitchers have said that. But, geez, man, like, what did they get him for? He's supposed to be, like, the best. You know, no pass balls, good receiver. Gosh. I know it's unfortunate. Like, uh, how how do you? I mean, do you expect that continue? What have you seen with no, your eyes? I think it's going to get better, man. I I think you know, new staff dealing with new tendencies. Everyone on this Marlins staff throws like ninety six, you know, <laughs> to ninety eight. So I I really do think there's just like a learning curve, you know, in a in a new adjustment period for Stallings. He went from a pirate staff to a Marlins staff, much different stuff, much better stuff. I'm hoping that that's gonna you know as he gets used to that and gets acclimated, you know, he'll get better in that regard. I agree. And rounding out the bottom three, MJ Melendez of the Royals has not gone off to a good start framing, at least receiving the ball. Wilson Contreras, second to last. Raking, though. Raking and hitting much better as a DH as well. I mean, last I checked, he was hitting over 400 as a DH versus like 230 as a catcher. So maybe the defense is kind of getting to him a little bit. Who knows? Maybe it's just early season goings. Hard to blame it all on that. Robinson Chirinos, by far far the worst defender in baseball right now in terms of <laughs> receiving the ball like mm. negative six catcher framing runs compared to Wilson Contreras who's at two with negative two he is negative six he's just like letting balls go <laughs> been an absolute disaster for the Orioles back there defensively according to the numbers that's absolutely crazy that's so crazy. before we get into some hard hit rate stats and some of the best pitches overall in baseball I want to talk to you guys about our friends at loop because we continue to break all of the best cards on loop I find myself consistently on the app, even if I'm just scrolling late at night. And I yeah. like to watch the breaks because it's so much fun. If you use the link in our episode description, you get a free $20. I will repeat a free $20. No if cash. you don't even care about baseball cards, you should probably, if you listen to this podcast and you're a baseball freak, like we are, you probably do like them. Yeah. But if for some reason you don't, it's the easiest $20 you made. I was talking about it on the TikTok live today. If it takes you a minute to download, like from clicking from our podcast to the link to getting the app on your phone, think about that hourly wage for a second. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not going to make an easier an easier 20 bucks. And, and that's the thing is like you could also pull something worth way more or you could pull something worth less. But it, again, you have zero to lose. It's, it's house money. Quite literally, it's it's loop. Loop is the house. It's house money. Um, and I finally 
I finally talked Jack into uh, using his free credit because he, he was always on there just watching the streams. Talked him into it yesterday. He bought a pack, and uh, it was the one of the weirdest like like simulation things ever. We were sitting in the hotel. I was just talking about Lennon Sosa, who has a card in this uh, in this 2022 Bowman baseball. It's his first uh, his first prospect card. And I'm like, this guy, he's on the White Sox. He looks really good this year. He's going to make a push for our top 100 list. I'm like, this guy's really good, Jack. The White Sox finally have some good prospects. And as I'm saying that, he buys the pack. What does he pull? A base first of Lennon Sosa. I'm like, you got to be good. So, and Jacenti Noel, which is like my one of my favorite guys too. So it was it was really cool. Uh, he pulled you know easily $15, $20 worth of cards, Uh and like, again, just all he had to do was download the app and he already had the app downloaded, just use his credit. Uh, the link's in the description. All you do is click it, download it, and you're good. Um, and then one more like little shout out thing that I know Loop is doing right now for there's something to put your credit towards. Uh, I know that one of their sellers, Buff, Buffs Breaks, is running a week-long sale by discounting every item in a shop by 30 to 40%. Uh, and it's the seven days of Buff discounts all the way through Saturday. So definitely check that out. Uh, and we're doing some, some breaks on there. Sometimes I'll FaceTime in. Um, our guys at Wildcards Trading had a really fun day the other day, sold a ton of Bowman product. They know their stuff about the prospects. If you have any questions, they can always answer it. But I've been getting a lot of awesome DMs. Some guys have been pulling some good stuff. So Again, feel free to send me the DMs of what you pull. I love seeing it. Um, and I'll tell you if I think you should sell it or not. You don't have to listen to me. Um, no. But someone pulled a Khalil Watson. And I was like, sell it. Um, really? Not because I don't, not because I hate Watson, but his card is just the number one chase. Everyone is going for it. It's you, you could get two Corbin Carroll's almost for the same price. So, and Corbin Carroll's better. Yes. Right. Way better. So that's showing you what the prices are right now. But, uh, definitely download the app, check it out and, and let us know what you pull. It's, it's L O U P E. And the link is in the description for your $20 free credit for downloading it. And it helps us out. So they know that we sent you go check it out. People in our episode description, let's talk about some, the best hitters in baseball in terms of a hard hit rate and the bottom five of the guys who are hitting the weakest ball. And then to wrap, I want to talk about some of the best pitches by run value as well. As some of the worst pitches by run value. So Aram, I'm going to start. I'm going to throw it over to you. Who do you think right now, top five in hard hit rate? I know it's kind of a, you know, it's a wide ranging question. You could put a lot of hitters in there. So I'll give you your, or do you want just guess? Just guess. Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward is not in there. What? Taylor Ward is not in there. Mike Trout. Nope. Damn. Two, two Yankees. Aaron Judge. Yes. Obviously, John Carlo. Aaron Judge is number one at a 64.5% hard hit rate. Stanton is in third at 57.5%. You have number two, number four, and number five left. Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez is number two, 63.5%, right behind Judge. That one came from Jack. Um, who, who, what, what division for the, for the fourth guy? Um, both the centrals, AL central, NL central, you got a first baseman and a catcher catcher in the NL central first baseman in the AL central catcher in the NL central. Yeah. First baseman in the AL central. That is interesting. Catcher in the NL central. I hope the listeners like right now are thinking right now. Yeah. Catcher in the AL central. No catcher in the NL central first baseman, AL central. Okay. So Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras, bang, you got it. Wilson Contreras is at four with wow. a 57.1% hard hit rate. What, are the, you think, what do you think? Ball. Real quick, Cubs keep him or, or trade him? What do you think? I think he's going to be their guy. 
I, I think they would have traded him by now, right? Agreed. So I think they're going to find a way to extend him. But, I mean, he's, he's boosting the value. And either way, he's making himself more expensive. They should have done it earlier. Uh, but it earlier. Uh, first baseman in the AL Central, you said? AL Central. Mm. This one might get me. Jose Abreu. Really? He's not even Jose hitting that well, Abreu. is he? I know it was surprising to me. Just everything he's hitting is hard when he hits it. Everything he's hitting is hard. Wow. That's a kind of incredible. That's a stumper. Yeah. That's a stumper. Stumper. Right there. Bottom five. I, I could get you to guess, but it's going to be really hard because these guys, um, you know, just because you're hitting the ball super soft doesn't mean that you're bad, but yeah, you're not these guys are not off to great starts. Anyway, it's a lot of middle infielders and an outfielder. I'll give you the first one because it's going to be tough to guess that Tony Kemp has a 13% hard hit rate. He's been really 13. Bad. I'm I'm in shock to how bad he's been. Me too. I, I you know, I was all over Tony Kemp. I was like, he could I be thought he was going to play his way out of Oakland. I thought he was going to yeah. get traded. 13% hard hit rate. Cardinals outfielder at number two. Who do you think? Carlson. Dylan Carlson. 20.8%. Wow. Not good. What about Rojas? He's got to be in there. Rojas is not in here. Josh Rojas, Yay. I assume, of the Arizona Diamondbacks. No, no, Miguel. Miguel, oh, Miguel Rojas is also not in here. No, no. Thank goodness. But how about we're going to move Guardians outfield. Number three. Miles Straw. Miles Straw. He, he does not hit the ball hard. He does not Doesn't. hit the ball. He's so fast, though. Royals infield. Number four. Whit Merrifield. Nope. Carlos Santana. You think Carlos Santana would be the bottom five right now? I don't, <laughs> what I don't know he was. What he that is. would be so shitty if, that, if he was, because that's all he's going to do. That's all he does, but he's yeah. not doing anything right now. Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. this one came from Jack. Nikki Lopez. <laughs> Nikki Lopez at number four, 23.2%. And number five shocked me. Shocked me. I know we make fun of him sometimes. Shocked me. NL East, second baseman. Ozzy Albies? Ozzy Albies wow. is bottom five, bro. Wow. If he's not hitting the ball hard, what is he doing? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's move to some of the best pitches in baseball so far this year. I'll give you the bottom five, then I'll test you on uh, the top five. Bottom five is in the bottom five of the top ten. Because you say Kikuchi's four-seamer has been elite. Joe Musgrove's slider, elite. Clay Holmes's sinker incredible jeffrey springs is change up of on the rays has been <laughs> awesome of course Ty- of course the rays have a, a, a auto generated guy that has a nasty change up it's great he's, he's been really disgusting for them tyler anderson's change up for the dodgers sixth best another of course in terms of run value so now we break into the top five another dodger you don't have to guess the pitch or maybe you can guess the pitch but it's a dodger right-handed pitcher Starter reliever. Starter. And and also run value is based on the quality and usage, right? Like so the more yes. you use it and the more you know, you know, swings and misses or whatever outs you get with it, the yes. better it is. So there's pitches that may, may be slightly better in terms of swing and miss, but they're not used as much. So uh Dodgers pitcher. Huh. I mean, Walker Bueller's gotta have something in there, right? Nope, not Walker Bueller. Does he stink? No, it didn't stink, but <laughs> um, Kershaw, if he kept throwing, I would have had him in there, but obviously he's on the show. But he's thrown 30 innings this year ish this year. Right? Is Kershaw in there? Kershaw's not in there. Remember, right handed pitcher. So not oh, a right handed pitcher. Sorry, you said right handed pitcher. I'm sorry. 
I'll give it to you. Tony yeah. Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin. Splitter. 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 Tony Gonsolin's splitter is dropping off the table like nobody's business. It's really turned into his best off-speed pitch. Wow. Good for yeah. him. Good for him. He, he When he's healthy, he's pretty good. Number four, Michael Kopech four-seamer. Ooh, well, we saw, you learned that the hard way the other day, buddy. I called this, and I asked Jack this, and I, I want your opinion on it too. I called Michael Kopech's start in Yankee Stadium on Sunday Night Baseball the way he pitched the most impressive start of the year. And we could you could go to Reed Detmers and say the no-hitter, but, you know, two strikeouts. You know, it wasn't like yeah, a no. dominating type no-hitter. You could go to Tyler McGill. Jack brought up that uh, you one. You know what? There have been a lot of great starts. You know, Walker Bueller's shutout of the Diamondbacks. But I thought that was the most impressive start against the Yankees. Best offensive baseball in Yankee Stadium, Sunday night baseball, and he shoved it down their throats. I'm sure someone will cherry pick some some crazy outing. I'm with you. I actually think that's a that's a great uh I think that's that's 100 correct. I, I that was like one of those where I watched when we watched that. I was like, this is his, this is kind of his. Like he's been looking really good, but this is like sticking the flag in the ground. Like I'm here, you know. Like check me out. You that know who was, he looked like? Garrett who, Cole. He he was attacking with the fastball, and dude, I, I'm with you. That I think that was the most, especially against the Yankees' offense, has been really good in Yankee Stadium. In Sunday Yankee night Stadium baseball, after they prime just time. won the first game of the doubleheader. Correct. So they're expected to lose this game, and he still went in there and dominated. I I agree. I think I think that was one of the best outings of the year. Is is Justin Verlander's fastball in there? Justin Verlander's fastball is the number one pitch by run. Oh wow! Number one pitch followed closely by Dylan Cease's slider and Chad Chad Cool slider, <laughs> which is probably not going to be out there for the rest of the year. But again, these are all a bunch of trends to watch. So let's talk about some of the worst pitches in baseball. And it's going to be hard for you to guess because it's like a lot of these guys you've never even freaking heard of. But it is funny that Brett Phillips's four seam ranked <laughs> 11th. So that these 10 guys, their pitches by run value are worse this than year Phillips than Brett Phillips's fastball, the outfielder for the Rays. They should. They Marquez. Should, sorry to interrupt. They should just oh, like, remove that from the leaderboard because it's just so insulting to be below Brett Literally. Phillips. That's why I looked at it. I was like, I was even going to do run value. And then I saw Brett Phillips was 11th. I was like, we got to go through these. Pitches. All these guys are below Maybe. Brett Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Herman Marquez's fastball is getting lit up, lit up. That's crazy. Yeah. He's the guy that we would have figured, you know, would just be the anchor for them. You know, it's pretty nuts. I think he's going to be better, though. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, even the advanced numbers would say that he's, you know, he might not stop regressing, but I just, I feel it. Like, it's Armand Marquez. You good. know he's, he's going to be better. He's too, he's too good. good. Elias Hernandez. <laughs> no surprise. Just no getting, surprise. Just getting bombarded. Kyle Bradish of the Orioles, his four-seamer, yeah. has been getting annihilated. Uh, River San Martin. The I, I would have bet. Yeah, I knew yeah. River San Martin was on here. That's our guy. Three reds with a pitch on here. Oh, gosh. Hunter Green fastball. Hunter Green fastball is literally next. So, Ryber San Martin and and, and Hunter Green back to back. How crazy is it that Hunter Green's 103-mile-an-hour fastball, the one he breaking DeGrom's records, is the seventh worst pitch in baseball by run value? Shows you that these big league hitters, man, they can catch up to anything. Location and movement matters. And I said seventh. It's actually the sixth worst pitch in all of baseball right now. Lucas Gilbreth of the Colorado Rockies. I will be honest. I've barely heard of him. Yes. I've not seen him pitch before, but he's got a terrible four-seamer apparently. Yes. That's all you need. Yes. All we need to know. All need Carlos to know. Hernandez at number four. 
his four-seamer is getting – I mean, these are all four-seamers, basically. Just their fastballs are getting lit up like nobody's business. And then we break into number three, Yoan Adone. I, I, this guy just <laughs> you were, be in the you were leagues, expecting dude. that one. You were one expecting should, he one. shouldn't be in the major leagues right now, in my opinion, or he should be a reliever. He should not be getting this amount of starts for the Nationals. He it's shouldn't. Pretty, it's pretty cruel at this point, honestly. It really is. Like he, he's young. He still has you know potential, but like let's let's not subject him to these ridiculous blowout outings anymore. It's been tough to watch. This one shocked me. The number two. It shocked me because he's got deception. He's a young arm for the Royals. But the second worst pitch in all of baseball is Chris Bubich's fastball. Wow. Right? Wow. Isn't it a wow kind of? You're like, wow, that's you know, the I, I, second I ne- worst? I never thought it would be great, but I didn't think it would be the worst. I, I feel like that's got to be mostly location. And again, like the Royals continue to struggle to develop guys' command. But Bubich, man, like he was the guy that showed some of the flashes. Looks like he might be the one that break might break away. Now it looks like Lynch. It's like they all take turns being decent. But yeah, if your fastball is getting killed that much, you're going to struggle to succeed. And nobody's been worse with a pitch than Vladimir Gutierrez's fastball. <laughs> it's negative 12 run value. It's the only pitch in baseball with a negative 12 run value. Thoughts are with your Reds fans. Thoughts are with your Reds fans. So that'll do it for Wednesday's episode of the Just Baseball Show. Go check out that link for Loop. You get a free $20 just for downloading. Also, if you want to join our chalkboard group chat, we're giving out baseball bets in there every day. You can find that link in our episode description as well. Go follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Y'all know the drill. But I also, if you guys are interested after you listen to this episode, go hop on over to Not Gambling Advice. I just interviewed Book It with Trent. We know Trent from TikTok, from Twitter, all around social media. Big betting guy. I got to speak, sit down with him for about 30 minutes and we talked about the Book It with Sports journey. We talked about a bunch of different stuff in gambling. Fun interview, fun guy. So that's yeah. available right now on Not Gambling Advice. You know what? I'll put the link in the episode description. Why not? You know? Yeah, you're allowed. That's not against the rules kind of our podcast right yeah i think it is i think we're allowed to do that you jack and i we kind of run the shit yeah do all the, yeah you can do that we're cool let's do it so and, and he's a funny guy link. so looking forward to listening to he that is a, he is a funny guy download the loop app in the link in the episode description anything else before we go uh no same a little self plug on on you know the call-up side definitely some fun interviews there so you know i know we're, we're humming on all on all angles here um Keep up with YouTube as well. I know we're about to hit 4,000 subscribers on there. Really excited about everything that we're continuing to pump out there. Again, a lot of fun interviews there. And then on the Loop app, we'll be doing a live stream on the 30th of this month. So literally in a week, uh, less than a week to uh, do some Q&A with minor leaguers. So if you if you download the Loop app, you'll also be able to ask some questions with some minor leaguers and hang out with us. So looking forward to that as well. And with that, thank you, everybody. 